Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We are presented by Coors Light. Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton is here now. Hello. Along with Alex Strofe. Good to have you back, Matt. Welcome back. Thanks for getting here so quickly. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm only an hour and 15 minutes late. It's good. You're in Canada. It's fine. It's <laughs> You're right. curling. And then uh, America's favorite producer, Molly Brown. Thanks for joining your own show, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I make uh, I make certain sacrifices for people, and uh, doing my job is one of them. <laughs> and now we are joined by, uh, I say this jokingly, the, the, the man who ruined everyone's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> ruined the Packer game for me, Adam. Uh, Adam Rittenberg uh, joining us on the air. Adam, thanks so much for the time. I'm sure you're very busy. Oh, no, thanks for having me, guys. I was uh, uh, by myself with my three kids. My wife went out for her birthday dinner, and I uh, my, my Sunday was ruined, too. So it's not just you guys. It was, it, was, it was on this side as well. Good. So I want, you know, obviously you keep everything to, you know, tight to the vest here. But So I get a, a text from, from Strove saying, you know, Paul Chris fired, and I figured he got gotten, and I open up Twitter, and there you are with the breaking news. And so then my whole night changes. You're obviously night changed earlier. So how does this kind of, you know, come, you know, obviously keeping everything tight, but how does this come and, and how do you go from there? This is massive, surprising news. Yeah, right. No, I mean, I got a text. Um, I would say the first one was around 4.30 yesterday um, and just was stunned that, 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 that this, this could happen. And then, you know, we're obviously making calls and you're calling and calling and no one's answering. And, you know, when, when, when no one's answering and you're asking, <laughs> has the school made a coaching change? There's a pretty good chance the school made a coaching change. But, you know, you can't. You know, I had heard it from two people who were who weren't directly connected to Wisconsin, and ultimately, you need somebody to confirm uh, who 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 really knows. And so uh, that 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 fortunately came through later in the day. But it was a uh, it was a strange afternoon because a it's Paul Christ. It's not one of the coaches that you know. We're I I, I prepare these candidate lists for all the openings that we think are going to happen. I had Colorado's all set to go for yesterday. I have uh, Auburn's all set to go whenever that one happens. I had not prepared anything for Wisconsin because, it, you know, even though the program had been struggling, no one really expected that. And, uh, and so, obviously, got, got you, the news came down around, around 6.15 and, and then, uh, obviously, the announcement a little bit uh, after that point. Yeah, Adam, you mentioned 4.30 yesterday the first time. You, you heard something that, there, that something may be happening. But how long do you think this has maybe been in the works, right? Obviously, the loss a few weeks back to Washington State was really embarrassing on their home field for Wisconsin. Last year wasn't everything they hoped it would be. Is this something you think that the wheels have been in motion for a while, or is this something that completely shocked you as of 4.30 yesterday? No, I, I, I was already thinking about how – Paul Chris would be on the hot seat next year and that Wisconsin was going to have an interesting candidate pool. Um, you know, he's looking at some of the coaches with ties to the program who might make sense. Um, I, I thought he would enter next season very much on the hot seat, uh, you know, even before they lost to Illinois. And then, you know, after that, you, you, you're surprised and, and you kind of wonder, you know, could, could it be accelerated? But I, I just, it's so un-Wisconsin to do this. Totally. Especially with the, the characters who are involved. You have a, a former player and, and basically a Wisconsin lifer and Chris McIntosh, who ultimately made the decision. Paul Christ is, is as ingrained with the Wisconsin program as anyone. I mean, he, he, he's more Wisconsin than Brett Bielema. He's certainly more Wisconsin than Barry Alvarez was when Barry, Barry's yeah. not a Wisconsin guy. He's become that, but that wasn't who he was when he got there. And so, this was, uh, again, and I think Chris reiterated it yesterday. It was very painful, um, and, 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 and he understood how, how unusual this is for them. But you do step back and you look at the trajectory, and it was harder and harder 
to make an argument that Wisconsin was headed in the right direction. It was harder and harder to say that they're getting closer to getting back to the Big Ten championship game where they were the most regular participant for a very long time, really from 2011 to 2019. Wisconsin was in that game more than anybody else. And they obviously haven't been back since 2019, and they don't seem closer to that point. And I think when you look at recruiting and you look at some of the program's bedrocks, offensive line play, uh, you, you, you can make a case that, that it wasn't going to get right. It's still, but you still have to decide, okay, we're going to do this right now and, 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 and actually make this coaching change on October 2nd. Yeah, hearing you say that is so fascinating, right? Like, yeah, maybe next year he's on the hot seat, and then all of a sudden it comes down uh, October 2nd. So you were just as shocked as all of us that it was a midseason move by Wisconsin. Uh, of course, right. I mean, well, first of all, like these moves are, are you know, don't happen that, you know, it, it's only been, it's only been a few years that, that this has become more of a, a trend and, and typically wouldn't start until mid-October. Now, I do think USC um, firing Clay Helton on, you know, two weeks into the season last year might have changed how a lot of these schools operate, um, especially because they ended up with Lincoln Riley. But, um, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get uh, a great hire on the back end. These are all uh, crapshoots. I mean, a lot of the you know, Scott Frost was seen as a home run hire, and it didn't work out. So, but but I think what, what's safe to say now is that more schools are comfortable with making a move earlier in the season, even with you know more than half the games remaining. We can certainly argue and debate whether that's uh, a fair or unfair to the players. You know, Trev Alberts at, at Nebraska said he made the move in large part because of the players. He felt that they he owed it to them to to have some clarity with the coaching situation regarding Scott Frost. You can also say, well, how is it fair to make a, a coaching change with more than half the season left? Wisconsin got off to a bad start last year and still won nine games. They could do that again. It's conceivable. I also think, I'm sure you guys have discussed this, the, 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 the Jimmy Leonard factor make, makes the Wisconsin situation different than a lot of these. All of these schools have interim coaches. I would be stunned if any of those guys got the job. I don't think any of us w- w- would really have any surprise if the next head coach at Wisconsin is the guy they just gave the interim coach to. Hey, Adam, this is Matt, by the way. Um, thanks for reporting all this. <laughs> <laughs> I had a kind of a question note on you had said how uh, you said, was it USC had done it in the second week of the season last year? Do you think, and maybe colleges are getting more comfortable with it. Do you think that's more of a colleges thinking, we need to make this change early to maybe turn the season around and salvage the season, or is this more of a we have a longer time to like go through the recruitment process and get the right coach for us? I think it's more the latter, Matt. I think there's a feeling that the more time they have to evaluate, to, to do their vetting, to do their interviews, the better chances they'll have on the back end uh, of coming out with, with, with a good hire, or at least a few options for a good hire. But, you know, I, I was with some athletic directors last week talking about this, this very topic who were saying, you know, I was, I was surprised when I had a week to make a hire. And, you, you know, and there are going to be athletic directors who are in those positions. So I, I, I don't know how much of an advantage it is, but, but I think you look at USC and you know, coming out of that situation with Lincoln Riley, um, you know, that, 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 that's going to give other schools confidence in, in going this route. But um, it, it, it's still just so shocking that it happened at Wisconsin because it's just not who that program is um, to change coaches. They haven't had a coach fired since the 80s. And, 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 and as bad as it had been early this year, you know, you, you could certainly make, make an argument that, that Paul had a, had a right to uh, try to turn it around. 
So that being said, that you thought, or that maybe this is more uh, a longer recruitment process to try and get the the right position. Do you think that helps or hurts Jimmy Leonard's chances of becoming the coach if they have more opportunity to look around and weigh their options? Do you think that's going to affect what Jimmy does as far as moving maybe up to the head coach or if he actually wants to stay the defensive coordinator? I think it will be very hard. And, you know, Jimmy's different, right? He's turned down a lot of good jobs, turned down the Packers. I think it's going to be very hard for him to stay at Wisconsin if he's not the next head coach. There, you know, I, I, I think this is set up in a way that he's got seven games. And if, if his team shows you know, so, some significant improvement and starts winning games and they have a winnable upcoming schedule, that he has a great chance to land this job permanently. You know, with, with Nebraska open every passing year, more teams that are interested in him, a lot of people thinking he is the right guy to get Wisconsin back to where it was not that long ago. You know, I, I think it's risky to let him stick around and just and just hope that his loyalty will continue to pay off year after year. And so I, I don't think that Chris was looking for an opportunity to do this, but I think you have to, from his position, look, look always be looking towards the future. And if he believes that, that Jim is that guy or, or wants to give him every possible chance to get the job, having seven games to do it and, and, and really put his imprint on what's left of the season it is a pretty good opportunity to evaluate him in addition to some of the other candidates out there. Talking with uh, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN and Adam, with the the move being a midseason, that was different. Paul Chris not taking the full buyout is different. Paul Chris having an opportunity with Jim Leonard and Chris McIntosh to speak to the team is different. Do you think that this could be one of those rare cases where whether it was Chris coming to Paul or Paul coming to Chris and they had this three-hour meeting, that in that meeting it truly was a mutual decision. And the, the way that people talk about Paul, that he seems to always put others first, and including the university, he is Wisconsin through and through. And maybe he looked at himself and said, the portal, name and likeness, the overall you know, you know, flatness of this team, maybe it is time to go somewhere else. Because Mac looked exhausted, Leonard looked exhausted, and they all kind of looked <laughs> surprised that this happened. Right. Well, you, you, when I was making calls between, you know, hearing about that this might have happened and, and obviously getting it confirmed, you're talking to some people that know Paul. Some, some, several of them brought up, like, he's a guy that, that, that might do that, that, that might in the course of a conversation just say, you know what, maybe it's best for somebody else to get this shot. Or if told, hey, you've got to do this, this, and this differently, he, he can just walk away and say, you know what, I, I, I did my best. Uh, I, I put in a lot of time in the university, and, 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 and now let's, uh, let's pass the torch to a guy that he clearly believes in and clearly likes uh, in, in, in Jimmy Leonard, and you heard that uh, during the press conference last night. So it, it is different, but I, I, I really thought for a while uh, in making calls on this yesterday that Paul might have just said, you know what, I'm, I'm good, um, I'm going to walk away. Hearing from Chris in the press conference and from some other people, I, I do think that this was Chris's decision. And, and, and we haven't heard from Paul yet, so we, we just don't know exactly where uh, where his head was at during that, that lengthy conversation on Sunday. Yeah, one of our listeners said they uh, ran past Paul's house this morning and he smiled and waved at them. I don't know the legitimacy of that claim, Adam, <laughs> but that's what one of our listeners told us uh, earlier today. Hey, I wanted to bring up the name Lance Leipold, who's obviously having terrific success at Kansas this year, had, uh, you know, 
uh, success at a place like Buffalo where nobody wins and obviously has the Wisconsin ties, uh, coached the UW-Whitewater. Do you think that's a name that will be heavily, heavily considered for this job in the fact that it may not be Jim Leonard, which I think it will be, but Lance Leipold, the name that I want to bring up? No doubt. I mean, I think if they go beyond Leonard and you know, Chris mentioned wanting, you know, owing it to Wisconsin to do a real search, um, I think Lance Leipold has to be at, you know, near or at the top of the list given what he's done in Kansas and then the familiarity. You know, most people around the country did, did really are, are finding out how good Lance Leipold is right now. You guys know, and I've known for years, living in the Midwest, how exceptional of a coach he is. Uh, and, you know, Kansas starts 5-0, and you know, their quarterback's in the Heisman conversation and they're ranked and, and all that. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, wow, this guy is you know, pr- 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 pretty good at what he does. Now, with, with Nebraska open, it's going to be interesting because Lance has ties to both of those places. He's an older guy. I think he probably has one move left. And, you know, if it's not Jimmy Leonard, I, I think you could certainly do worse than, 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 than Lance and what he's been able to do offensively, his, his familiarity with Wisconsin, his familiarity with how to win in the Big Ten. I, I, thought, I, I thought he was actually going to get the Illinois job when, 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 when Brett got it. Uh, so he, he, he's been in the mix for these Big Ten jobs before, and I think there, there certainly w- would be some interest on his side if Wisconsin pursued him. Adam, before we let you go, you had a great list on uh, ESPN.com and you know, I read it on the app as well. And the part that the name that stood out to me was Sean Lewis. He's, I, he's no way I'd be flabbergasted if he was the coach of the Badgers. <laughs> I think it's an interesting name for our listeners to know because he played at Wisconsin. That's the background, right? And obviously is very having a, a lot of success at Kent State. He is. You know, it's so funny because he, yeah, he technically played at Wisconsin, yeah. but there's nothing about his program that is like Wisconsin, at least on the offensive <laughs> side. So if, if, if Wisconsin fans are ready for, like, spread offense and 85 plays a game and, and scoring a bunch of points um, through, the, through, through, the, through the passing game, um, Sean Lewis would be a great candidate. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't see, you know, Chris McIntosh, how you know, he was offensive lineman and, and obviously played for Barry Alvarez. That would be an, an even more uh, kind of surprising departure in some ways. But, you know, again, if he's going to do a full search, he needs to evaluate Sean Lewis. He needs to evaluate Dave Doran. He needs to – I mean, there's a good yep. – that have ties to, to Wisconsin. And the one thing now in this day and age with college football is that everybody wants to get to the Big Ten or the SEC. Even a guy like Dave Aranda, who just won the Big 12 championship game, former defensive coordinator at, at Wisconsin, you put in a call there. Because I can't tell you guys how many coaches that have spent time at Wisconsin, Dave Aranda, Justin Wilcox has told me, they loved it there. And so the idea to return there as a head coach, given the money and the the, the ability to make the playoff in the Big Ten, this is an extremely attractive job. And if it's not Jim Leonard, I think Chris McIntosh will have an excellent group of candidates uh, as as he looks to replace Paul. Adam, thanks so much for the time on this busy day. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, that's thanks, Adam, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN. If you missed any of that, listen back Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places you like to listen to podcasts. Palm trees and 80 degrees celebrate Christmas in Miami at the Miami-Green Bay game. Head to great places like the Draft House in Verona 
Red Mouse in Cross Plains, Morgan's in Cross Plains, and Village Green in Middleton and receive an entry with the purchase of Miller Lite or Vizzy during Packer games. One lucky winner will be selected on Monday, November 28th, right here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Must be 21 or older to participate. And don't forget, there's going to be a watch party October 30th. I'm going to hang out there and watch the Packer game at Bree Stevens, and you can have some more opportunities to enter there as well. Nice. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. That does sound like fun. I think I'll join you. Well, yeah, please do, and now get out of here because I want to host with Matt. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented <laughs> by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Josie's on a vacation far away. Deprived, drunk here on Rutledge and Hamilton. <laughs> As Matt Hamilton is here. Yeah. And just sleep deprived. I did not get into the mini bottles but on I, the plane. <laughs> but I mean more of like you can kind of get that sort of like. That's why I said sleep. Happy? Yeah. That sleep, that sleep deprived kind of buzz going on here on Rutledge and Hamilton. It sounds like you're a little bit more sleep deprived than me. I, I just had the just a short night last night, just five hours. As I did the show last night, and then I popped on WIC-TV this morning. So I had the 5, uh, 5.40, 5.45 wake-up call to go into studio to join them. So And the 11 o'clock show last night in studio. So just cut into sleep a little yeah. bit. But you were traveling and curling. So welcome back. Yeah, good to be back. I was glad I was able to do a couple shows on the road, though. Yes. That was nice. It does seem like a long time. A lot has happened, Matt Hamilton, so it feels like forever, but you were talking to us on Wednesday. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Matt, I got to hear it. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. Absolutely. So, Matt, I'm going to let you cook here. You've been marinating in your hot take. There's a lot of stuff going on. You've heard... Molly's takes, my takes, you know, fans calling in. Uh, you've seen a lot on social, and obviously, you you know, play sports at a high level, and coaches matter. Every sport's got a different influence on it, but this is uh, a big news and a big day for Wisconsin football. Certainly is, and my big number one takeaway is change is good, or at least it can be. Um, Sometimes uh, on really good teams, and the, like, there's no denying that the Badgers are good. They're running into some problems. They're obviously playing a little flat, but we know that all the players on this team have talent. The trouble sometimes for coaches is getting all that talent to mesh well and play well. And sometimes you just kind of see the writing on the wall. Sometimes a coach can only get you so far. And Paul Chris has done an amazing job turning this – uh, this Badger team around since the Gary Anderson era. But he, he might have taken the Badgers as far as he can take them. It might just be time to move forward with somebody who you think can maybe take you over that, that hump, get you to that next level. And, you know, it, it's obviously not perfect timing, but this is going to give Jim Leonard, as we like to say, a chance to cook for seven games. They're going to... Talk about the best interview process you could possibly have is the guy that might be at one or two on your list is going to coach this team of kids for the next seven games. You're going to get a really great idea of how these kids respond to him and what he's able to get out of these players. So 
I really think that the change is going to be good, and I think there's a lot to look forward to or at least to be optimistic about for the Badgers moving forward here. I'm with you on that. So we are asking you, 844-770-3776. We're asking this at Jim and Matt. You know, give us one word to describe your emotion right now. Uh, Molly Brown, what is your emotion? Hopeful. Hopeful. So you've switched though. So you're working through the stages of grief. I feel like you were you were sad <laughs> you were sad earlier and now you're hopeful. Which I think we all are now. I think we all Matt saw the news yesterday. We're all kind of probably sad for Paul Chris by right. all accounts. One of the best human beings you can come across. I would like to verify. Chris Manitowash Waters was the person that that cha- that shared the story about or about seeing Paul and waving as he ran this morning. Uh, he says swears on his kid. He's verifying that that was true. So it does fit with who Paul Christ is. I think Paul is a, a guy who's a good person through and through. I'm with you, Matt. Hopeful, but eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I think you said optimistic, but I'm hopeful. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. That's how you can get into the show. Share your thoughts just overall on Paul Christ and him being letting go and Jim Leonard coming in. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Opening up the phone lines for a while now. If you want to hop in and share your thoughts on it, it's not a it's not a happy day. It's kind of a bittersweet day, and. Uh, Brett Leclerc chimed in. He read something on one of the, the Badger recruiting sites that this move could be about retaining Leonard long-term more than Paul's recent struggles. Eh, you don't have to fire Paul mid-season to keep Leonard long-term. I don't think Jim Leonard wanted this. I right. think at the end of the season, if Paul Chris was let go and, and you know to allow Jim Leonard to take over, that maybe be different. But this move wasn't made to keep Jim Leonard. It just doesn't make any sense based on who Jim Leonard is, but also based on... The timeline of let you know if you kept Chris throughout the years, played it out, and then just went to Leonard, I think it would have worked out just fine. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's go to Dave in Oregon. Hello. Hey. Hey, Dave. Hey. Yeah, I'm in my car, so I hope you can hear me. Yep. Um, just I just had a couple comments. There's, I think it's you know I hate to see anybody get fired, but I think it, it is time for a change to move on. Um, College football is all about recruiting, and the, the college landscape is changing to the point where um, I think the University of McIntosh is recognizing that, and uh, the old status quo can't be the you know the same as it used to be. Um, comment about Jim Leonard: I think he's a great, great guy potentially. Uh, just because he, if he does become the head coach doesn't mean they're necessarily going to win a lot of games. Um, it is all about recruiting and whether you can get the guys here and whether you keep them in school. Um, and a couple things about Chris I wanted to comment on. I don't know if anybody has addressed this, but I think there is a couple factors here that are very, very puzzling to me uh, and why Jack Cohn was let go. Um, it seems like uh, – all the quarterbacks that have come in since Chris has been here, Hornerbrook and Cohn have been promised uh, some starting jobs that have really never panned out, and Jack Cohn had the most potential of all of them, uh, but they seem not to follow through with him, and he was a four-star recruit that was actually recruited by the Badgers. That's very puzzling to me um, why that happened. Um, I think the success the Badgers have had in the past have always been from teams that have had mobile and running quarterbacks, tough guys, Mike Samuel, Brooks Ballinger, Russell Wilson, John Stockel, uh, all these guys that can run the ball a little bit gives them the X factor when you're stacking the line of scrimmage. Um, just thought I'd make those uh, 
uh, call, see you guys, and see what you have to say. Thanks. I'll hang. Thanks for the call there. Yeah, um, he made a very interesting point. Uh, recruitment. That's what it's about nowadays. It's about what players are going to want to come there and what are their reasonings. Is it make money now in college? Is it to move on to the next level? I think with a move like Jim Leonard, you've got a guy who literally went to Wisconsin and went to the next level. Like, So if anybody knows the path or at least has an idea of it, it's Jim Leonard. So I think this is actually going to boost Wisconsin's recruitment stock just because you're going to have a younger guy, a little bit more relatable to the players coming in, and who's also done it. Uh, they're going to want to pick his brain and how he did it and things like that, and he's going to be able to be like a mentor, a coach, and probably because he is a young guy, so he could probably still be a friend to a lot of these uh, players and his, his players. So I think that's going to be all beneficial as far as recruitment moving forward. I need someone for the recruiting side of it. You know, Bielema was good at this. Uh, Barry was great at it. Paul had it possibly for a little bit there. But with – it's kind of you know like a truffle pig. I don't know what it is, but you have to sniff out who's actually someone who is going to have the production that matches their stars. And I've, I've said this over and over again. I think it's the easiest thing to look at. But Miami's getting stars out the wazoo. They don't win. And that's because they don't have a culture. They don't have a plan. And Wisconsin – I'm not saying they have, but they're having the best recruiting class according to Stars now for the last few years and not matching on paper. Right. And I think they have to find guys who match on paper what their what their stars say. I need production. And I don't want to pick on different people here, but just look at the running backs. Braylon Allen and Jonathan Taylor, two studs. But in the Badgers' heyday, they were fielding a backfield with Monte Ball, James White, and uh, John Clay, and then Melvin Gordon replaces John Clay. That was the Badgers when they were going to Rose Bowls. That was their backfield. Not one guy and then a bunch of other good players, like Ches Malusi and Isaac Rendell this year, good players. But the Badgers used to have NFL draft picks stacked on top of each other here at Wisconsin, and they could be so creative. Look at the wide receiver room. They had... Uh, other players who were more productive in college than the Badgers have had for the last few years. They didn't go from grizzled vets like a Danny Davis and to just never seeing the field rookies or freshmen. So there's just this, there wasn't a backfill in some of this recruiting, and it seemed like there were misses. The stars didn't match what the players were capable of doing. Yeah, and some, oh, I'm sorry, Molly, go ahead. I mean, it's your show. I'm just living in it. I was just going to ask you guys, how do you think that the NIL has changed the recruiting aspect of it. Like, Wisconsin's not one of the top schools that are drawing people in for money and deals and all that. Like, I don't know what all the players have, but only a few players on the team, I'm sure, have NIL deals at this point. Nothing like what you're seeing at Alabama and Georgia and all these massive schools. Like, how is Wisconsin going to work with this NIL stuff? And, like, that's got to be detrimental to recruiting too, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the player and what their goal is. Um, obviously, a lot of players are going to make it to college and never make it to that next level in pro ball. So they want to make the money now. Now that that's an opportunity to make money in college, that might be a reason. So that might be a reason someone who might not think they can get to the next level would go to a different school somewhere to make that money now. That being said... Wisconsin, if you're a running back or you're an offensive lineman, we churn out uh, pro-level players 
pretty regularly. So I think a lot of it's going to depend on what the goals and what the future that that kid sees. Um, obviously, they're going to want an NIL deal as well as potential to go to the pros. But sometimes you got to think about your position and what school might serve you best. And Wisconsin, we have a solid defense. Uh, great offensive line, and we turn out running back. So if you play any of those three spots, you have a good shot at Wisconsin to uh, at least be noticed and make it to the next level, hopefully get an NIL deal if you're successful here in Wisconsin. But, but you're also just saying the exact same positions that have been good at Wisconsin for the last 10 years. Like, that's going to make the program stay the exact same. So how does whoever comes in at head coach and with all of his assistants, whether it's Jim Leonard or not, how do they come in and actually make a difference in the program? Because if you're just turning out running backs, defense, and offensive line, you're doing the exact same thing that has been happening for the last decade. You're not making any changes to what's going on. You need to have a quarterback that's great. You need to have wide receivers that can catch balls. You need to have tight ends. Like That's what's going to make a difference in the program. So how are they going to do that? Well, you know, Molly, I'm not I'm not the coach of the Badgers, and I'm not uh, I'm not uh, running the the organization for Wisconsin University of, uh, right now. But what I can say is there is going to be Leonard again. Like I said earlier, has gotten to the next level, and it recently, right? Uh, what was it? May 15 years ago, he was playing in the pros. Uh, not, I mean, five years or eight years ago. Eight years ago, he's he was only playing. 39, right? Right. So maybe it was. 15 years ago, he got drafted, roughly. So I think that sort of like younger coach and kind of relationship that those guys can have is going to be very beneficial. And then when we say that the Badgers have great offensive line, great running backs, that can potentially be used to recruit other players. It's like quarterbacks. Why wouldn't you want a great running back and a great offensive line behind you? If you're as good as you think you are and – and Jim Leonard sees the potential in you, he might sell you on the fact that you're going to have all day to throw. We're going to have an option for you in running back. So if we got doing some read options or anything like that, you might be able to like kind of cook a little bit. I think there's going to be opportunity. I think it's really going to start with how is Jim Leonard going to sell it or, or whoever is our new coach? How is he going to sell what Wisconsin already has? Because we can't abandon our bread and butter. We need to add to it. And to add to it, you basically you got to pump the tires on uh, on what you already got. And right now, that's O linemen, defense, and uh, running backs. Jim Leonard last played in the NFL 2014. So you got a guy that's rare in college football. You got a guy who was successful in the NFL, played from 2005 through 2014 in the NFL, and he also Matt, I like to point out, dunked a basketball not that long ago, and he's five eight. To me, like that's just badass. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, if that's your coach. Like, he should be trying to bring that out. There. You can find Four the video. Four inches taller and probably can't get rim anymore. We'll see if we can get that. <laughs> we'll see if we, with you uh, with uh, maybe I still get the net. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can get the uh, video up at Jim and Matt. I, I believe the Badgers probably have it somewhere on YouTube. Uh, and Jim Leonard did dunk a basketball not, not at any age at five eight. Look, yeah, that's, that's like impressive. Spud Webb sort of stuff here. Uh, you and I are going to golf on Thursday out of Trapper's Turn. 
I'm nowhere close to your level, but I've been hitting X-Golf the last two Fridays, and I'm feeling better about the game. So I am excited to get out there. I was actually at Trapper's Turn last week, Thursday, one of the most gorgeous days uh, of the year around here. So I'm excited to get out uh, with you on Thursday, especially since I've gotten the swings in at X-Golf, whether you're a great golfer like Matt, uh, bad like Alex Joe for somewhere in between like me. Uh, go to X-Golf. They're fantastic. Have a few Coors Light and hit some balls. You'll have a great time. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.